Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of Two Peas in a Pod with your co-hosts Emily and Brittany. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome, and we're glad you could join us today. We are two fourth-year university nutrition students who conduct interviews with nutrition experts on various topics of health and nutrition. In this episode, our focus is going to be on whole grains. Today, we have a special guest, Emily Scale, who is a registered dietitian and who will be guiding us on this topic. Great to have you here today, Emily. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Right. So like we said, we're going to be talking about whole grains. Let's get straight into it by learning about what a whole grain is. Everyone hears about them all the time, and we're always told how important it is to include whole grains in our diet. But what really are they? That's a great question. Let's start by directing that question to today's guest, Emily. Can you explain to us what a whole grain is? Of course. So as most people know, there are two types of grains, whole grains and refined grains. There are benefits to both, but what is so beneficial about the whole grain is that it contains all three parts of the grain. This means that the grain does not go through processing that would get rid of any nutrients. A whole grain contains all three parts of the grain, which is the bran, the germ, and the endosperm, and each part is responsible for providing different nutrients to our diet. Right, so then a refined grain wouldn't be made up of all the parts of the grain. Exactly. The refined grain is just made up of the endosperm. So during the refining process, the bran and the germ are removed, which is why we call it a refined grain. And so because of this, they would have different nutritional benefits since the composition is different. Could you explain the different nutrients found in each component of the grain for us? Yeah, definitely. I'll break it down by talking about starting with the outer part, which is the bran. This is the fiber-rich outer layer. And it is high in several vitamins, including vitamin B6, folate, thiamine, and vitamin E. It also contains minerals and phytonutrients, which also contribute to the health benefits you get from whole grains. Phytonutrients, for those who don't know, are chemicals produced by plants that have anti-inflammatory, antioxidant benefits, which is why it can be useful for those with coronary heart disease, among others. Yes, there are definitely many benefits from choosing whole grains. In our classes, we've learned that fiber is really important for many aspects of disease prevention, like satiety and controlling blood glucose levels, which is a topic we will be covering coming up. Could you tell us a little bit about the endosperm? So the endosperm is the next layer underneath the bran. It's mostly carbohydrates, this is why refined grains provide us with a lot of energy. It contains a lot of glucose to give us that boost of energy that we need to function. It also has some protein, but the main component is carbohydrates. Other than that, they don't contain significant amounts of fiber, vitamins, or minerals because these are lost during the refinement process. How much of the nutrients get depleted when the grain is refined in the milling process? Refining gets rid of more than half of B vitamins that are found in whole grains, 90% of vitamin E, and essentially all the fiber. This is why there's a fortification and enrichment program in Canada to add these nutrients back after the refinement process. However, you can add fiber back, so when you compare the two grains, whole grains contain up to 80% more dietary fiber than refined grains. So because the fiber is removed in refined grains, would you recommend only eating whole grains because of that? Although I strongly encourage more consumption of whole grains over refined grains, I wouldn't advise people to completely cut out refined grains because they still come with their benefits. Okay, so what would be the recommended consumption of each then? I would say a good practice would be to reduce eating refined grains to about one half or one third of your total grain intake and then eat whole grains to make up the rest of your diet. What about refined grains? What are their benefits? 
Absolutely. So refined grains are easier for the body to digest. This is because, like I've mentioned earlier, the milling process takes away the bran and the germ, leaving just the endosperm. This is the softer part of the grain. So without the bran outer layer, it's easier to chew the grain, also making it easier for the body to break down. The germ is also high in fat, so in order to increase the shelf life, it's removed too. Refined wheat makes for a great flour to use for breads and pastries since it gives that fluffy airiness that everyone's love that everyone loves and it's also inexpensive. So what effect do the components of whole grains have on our bodies? What do they do in the body? All of the nutrients found in whole grains are very beneficial to the function of our body and the prevention or management of diseases. Bran and fiber help to slow the breakdown of starch into glucose, which in turn keeps steady blood sugar levels. Fiber has many benefits in addition to that, such as helping to move waste through the digestive tract, which is the role of insoluble fiber. And it also helps to reduce cholesterol by binding to it in the gut and then excreting it in the feces. Sounds like fiber is a really important nutrient to stay healthy. One of my personal favorites is oatmeal. It really keeps everything moving nicely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you won't know constipation if you eat oats. (laughs) So... Does the micronutrient component have an effect on the body? Um, Magnesium, selenium, and copper can also be found in whole grains, which are considered essential minerals that have the possibility to protect against some types of cancers. And phytonutrients also contribute to the protection of some cancers. Wow. It's honestly amazing how plants produce these chemicals in a way that our body can use them to protect itself against cancer. And food can be a form of preventative medicine. Mm -hmm, Totally. So let's move on to our next topic, which is the health complications of a diet that's predominantly refined grains. So as we know, obesity is a prevalent disease in industrialized countries, and in these countries, refined grains are excessively consumed, and whole grains are consumed below the recommendations. So then if someone was just primarily consuming refined grains, they're losing a lot of fiber, they would typically have from their whole grain products, as well as most of the health benefits associated with this fiber. So Emily, Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. Why are whole grains a good intervention for preventing these health complications? So consuming a higher intake of whole grains actually lowers the risk of weight gain because whole grains are rich in fiber. Um, Fiber is beneficial in this way because it promotes gastric emptying, meaning that food moves out of the stomach quicker. Um, It increases our food volume and our glycemic response, and the glycemic response is more controlled, um, causing less rise and falls in blood sugar levels. Whole grains also promote satiety and help individuals feel fuller with less food. Another disease that's prevalent in industrialized countries is cardiovascular disease. And an interesting fact is that coronary heart disease, which is type of cardiovascular disease, is a leading cause of death in industrialized countries. As Brittany and I have learned in our classes, whole grains have been suggested as a way to reduce the risk of developing coronary heart disease. This is because a high whole grain intake has favorable effects such as lowering blood lipids, lowering blood pressure, and improving blood vessel function and reducing inflammation. So what other diseases can whole grains help with? Another disease where whole grains can be beneficial is in type 2 diabetes. This is a metabolic disease where the body can produce insulin, but it's unable to use it effectively and therefore becomes insulin resistant. Could you provide more detail for how whole grains are beneficial for diabetes? 
Yeah, so the fiber found in whole grains helps reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes by controlling glucose levels and insulin response, like I just mentioned earlier. And secondly, fiber causes a bulking effect in the stomach, which keeps someone full for a longer amount of time. And then this helps reduce energy intake. So talking about the bulking effect, this reminds me that fiber is great for our gastrointestinal health. Whole grains include fiber that is missing in refined grains, unless it has been added back during the manufacturing process through fortification. The fiber found in whole grains helps move waste through the GI tract and helps prevent constipation and diverticulosis. Another disease that I think we should quickly talk about is metabolic syndrome. Researchers have been showing that there's a link between refined grain consumption and the occurrence of this disease. Could you elaborate on this, Emily? Yeah, so what the research has been showing is that higher levels of refined grain consumption are associated with a higher prevalence of metabolic syndrome. The likelihood of having metabolic syndrome is lower in those who have a higher intake of whole grains. So what are some of the conditions that we see in metabolic syndrome and how do whole grains improve them? The conditions of metabolic syndrome include high blood pressure, high blood sugar, excess fat in the abdomen, which is known as visceral fat, low HDL cholesterol, and high lipid levels. All of these conditions are shown to improve when consuming whole grains as they reduce blood pressure, control blood sugar, as well as helping to lower cholesterol levels. So the next topic we would like to discuss is what to look for when choosing these whole grain products, some examples of whole grains and how to incorporate them into your daily life. What would you like individuals to understand when choosing a whole grain product? I would start off with understanding how to read a nutrition label and how to compare nutritional information between products. When looking at a nutrition label, the far right side tells us what percentage daily value the nutrient provides. 5% or less is a low daily value percentage and 15% or more is considered high. Could you give us some examples of what nutrients should be found in small amounts versus what should be abundantly found in a whole grain product? Yeah, so some nutrients that we want to have a daily value percentage of five or less for include fat, both saturated and trans fat, cholesterol, sodium, and sugar. Nutrients that we want to have a high percentage daily value for include fiber, protein, and micronutrients. What micronutrients are typically found in whole grain products? Oftentimes, the micronutrients found are iron, thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, folate, vitamin B12, manganese, and phosphorus. Oh my gosh, are all these nutrients only found in whole grains? They aren't specific to whole grains, so yes, they can be found in refined grain products except for fiber, but are usually enriched, not naturally occurring due to the milling process, and are found in smaller amounts to none at all in comparison to whole grain products. What about the amount of calories? Should a whole grain product have fewer calories than a refined grain product because it's supposed to be healthier? The simple answer is no, not always. It's important to realize that whole grain products aren't necessarily lower in calories, but instead they're made up of more nutritious, unprocessed ingredients that provide many health and nutritional benefits that keep you fuller for a longer period of time. So does this mean that people have to stop enjoying their favorite foods like pasta and waffles? I love waffles for breakfast. Usually I make them once a week. I could not survive without them. <laughs> Great question, and I love waffles too. <laughs> you can still have pasta, bread, waffles, and tortillas, all products some would think can't be included in a predominantly whole grain diet, but maybe instead try looking for a whole wheat, multi-grain, or sprouted options. 
Um, looking at the nutrition label and comparing the fiber and micronutrient content will help you determine what product is actually considered a whole grain, not just marketed as a whole grain. So what kinds of whole grain products then? Um, some of my favorite products when substituting refined grains include whole wheat bread, brown rice, bulgur oats, and these can either be rolled oats or steel cut oats, whole barley, whole wheat pasta, whole wheat tortillas, and whole corn tortillas. Other whole grains that you can include in your diet um, also include millet, popcorn, quinoa, and whole cornmeal. Yeah, and some whole grain pasta options that I like to choose are the Catelli Healthy Harvest Pasta or the brown rice pasta. I also like the legume enhanced pasta, such as red lentil or chickpea pasta, but these can be more expensive, so I don't buy these as often. Yeah, those can also all be really great options too. Is there anything specifically we should look for when choosing a whole grain bread product? Bread options can be tricky as many manufacturers will add dyes and other words in the name of their products to make it seem like a good whole grain option. There was actually an interview about this on CBS News. Um, Some companies add caramel coloring to their white bread to make it look like whole wheat, which ultimately deceives consumers. This is why when you look at a nutritional label, you want the first or second ingredient to be whole grain or whole wheat. Dave's Killer Bread with 21 whole grain and seeds, stone mill naturally fermented, chia and super grains, or their sprouted rye and 12 grain are all great whole grain options. I love Dave's Killer Bread products. They have an enhanced white bread option too. That's really great. I also love the Stone Mill Bread Company. Their multi-grain sourdough is my absolute favorite. By the way, if anyone from this company is listening, please sponsor me. My socials are linked in the description. Also, for our listeners, there are many resources on the internet that provide simple yet tasty whole grain recipes. And we have a couple links on our website that you guys can check out. All right. So that's about all we have for today's episode of Two Peas in a Pot. Thank you, Emily, for all this helpful information and donating some of your time to us. We hope that our viewers have learned a lot from this episode. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure to be on your podcast. We hope you guys can join us again next week for a discussion on calcium and bone health. Make sure to leave a review if you've enjoyed this episode and subscribe to our Spotify or iTunes to never miss an episode. We'll be right back.